0: Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. We're going to continue. Last week, we started looking at the life of David. And last week, we had a message called, Does God Have a Plan for My Life? And I'm gonna recap just a little bit and tell you about this as we go into this message, but Samuel was sent to anoint a king. Saul had messed up and God said, okay, he's not gonna be the king anymore. And he said, I want you to go to the house of Jesse and I want you to, there's a son in the house of Jesse, I want you to bring to him because he's gonna be one of my kings. So he's gonna be my king, sorry. So then he goes to the house and, and, and it goes down, down the line, he starts with the oldest down to the last of the youngest and he says, no, none of those are gonna be the king. I've chosen someone else. They said, is there no one left? And he said, well, there's that boy out there in the field. There's that guy out there keeping the sheep. And there's that insignificant guy that he's not even, he was so insignificant that that he wasn't even called to the party. He was overlooked. He was disregarded. So here's what David had a choice to do. He had a choice to stay here in the pasture, or he had a choice to go. Here, David could have said this. He said, they didn't invite me the first time, so why would I want to go? He could say, they really don't even want me here, man. They just, they push me off to the side. They don't listen to what I have to say. And, and possibly he could say that I just don't fit in. And, and then I don't, do I really have the qualifications to even go to the house and be a part of the party? And he said, they're also going to be mad at me because they couldn't eat. Come on, you ever had seven hangry boys that couldn't eat? Well, the prophet said, we're not even gonna sit down and have dinner until you call him in. So he's like, they're already gonna be mad because they're hungry. You don't get my wife, uh, she gets hangry really bad. But sometimes you just have to go when you don't feel like going. Why? Because he he said, send and bring him in for we will not sit down until he comes here. What they saw, what the family saw, what they viewed as a problem, God saw as a potential. Come on, that's good. What they saw was a problem God saw as potential. What they were doing, they they saw weakness and God saw strength. What they saw was limited. God said, I see limitless possibilities in this young man who's coming to the party. What they saw was broken. God says, I see restored and new. And let me just tell you something. That's what God says about you too. He doesn't look at you the way that everyone else looks at you. He looks at you through his eyes. So sometimes we have to make sure that we're not listening to the opinions. Oh, help me, Jesus. The opinions of other people and and the way that they view us, we need to start seeing ourselves more about how God sees us. Can I just tell you something this morning? There is something that you bring to the table and no one can go forward until you sit down. There's a place at the table that only you can fill. Listen, David wasn't the first choice. But he was God's choice. Title of my message is Is there purpose in my struggle? 1 Samuel 16:13 says this. And so David stood there among his brothers, and Samuel took the flask of oil, flask of olive oil that he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the spirit of the Lord came on David powerfully from that day on. Remember that, from that day on. Then Samuel return to Ramah, which is Samuel went home. Okay. We just anointed the king and that was part of the process. And now he's standing there and he watches Samuel just get on his horse. I guess he had a horse. I don't know. He just watches him ride out of town. Can you imagine what David was thinking? Um, what am I supposed to do now? I, I, I'm, didn't you see they anointed me king? What am I supposed to do? Samuel just gets up and he leaves and gives him no further instructions. And then his dad basically says to him, okay, go back out and do, take care of the sheep. What did that journey, listen to me, what did that journey or that trip look like going back to the p- pasture for David? Come on, I, I gotta laugh over here. Did he lose sight of what had just happened in the house? Did he lose sight of the blessing that was just put upon him? Listen, we often lose sight of how good God has been to us when things don't go, wrong, go, go our way, right? Come on. When, things, when all hell starts breaking in our lives, you forget where you used to be and where God has taken you to. Listen, many of us in that position, you know what we would have been doing? We'd have been sulking. Come on, be honest in the house. Y'all aren't all saved in here. You'd be so busy sulking around and complaining and feeling sorry for yourselves and having a pity party that you wouldn't know how to react going back to the pasture. But listen, many people, when people overlook you, quit letting their opinion matter. You got to step into your blessing. When you step into your blessing and you realize that number one, first point, you need to write these down. You're going to heaven if you take notes. I never take notes. Lord, help me, Jesus, right now. Number one, the pasture is not punishment. If we treat the pasture as punishment, we will always be in time out. I was listening to a mom the other day, and this kid was being a brat. And she said, if you don't stop that, I'm gonna put you in time out. At least two or three times. He didn't stop. Because time out didn't mean anything to him. My mama never t- there was no time out in our house. It was time to find something to whoop your butt with. Hot wheel tracks at Christmas, man, that was a great game, but it also went for a good whipping too. But but why? Always the question kids ask too is why? I'm sure David was saying, Why couldn't I stay at the house? He was hurt. He said, Why am I heading back here to tend these sheep again? I'm the king. He was angry. If I'm the king, why am I going back to this life again? He was prideful. Why wasn't I taken back to the palace? All of a sudden, fear and doubt started creeping in. (sighs) Maybe I'm really not qualified to do this. Even though he was just anointed king, fear and doubt crept in. He started thinking less of himself. What happens is, we had, God has to eliminate the why to get to the what. In God's eyes, he was the king. But he wasn't ready to be the king yet. He could have had a bad attitude. David could have been prideful. He could have thought all these things. But you know what he did? He humbled himself. He was sent back to the pasture to prepare for what God had for him. Now, let me just tell you something. This is big. There were still some things he needed to learn there was still some things he needed to unlearn. Come on, so many things we need to learn, but there's a lot of things in the process of going through with God that we need to unlearn. Some things could be religion. Ooh, that's a big one. We won't talk about that one this morning. But so many things we think we need to learn. There are so many times in our life that God says, I need to take that away from you. I need to take that away from you. You don't need to have that behavior anymore. But, but, but I've been that way since I've been a child. God is saying, that don't matter. We're going to unlearn some things today. He was sent back to the pasture to learn and teach him. Number two, the pasture is a time of correction and preparation. Sent back to the pasture to prepare to get to the place, to get to your destiny, to get to the palace, to the, the place where God wants you to be. There is a process to go through. Isaiah 40, 31 says this. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. It doesn't say those that get ahead of God, who try to do his job for him. It says those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Wait, you want us to wait? We got two different generations. We got the older generation who is still waiting on something that used to be. They're still waiting on how it all used to be in the olden days. God, if you could just bring that back, that they lose sight of a generation. Oh, come on. They lose sight of a generation that God has prepared to go forward. Then we have the young generation. They have a hard time waiting on anything. Yeah. Come on, we gotta DoorDash everything. We gotta get an Amazon primed out. We, gotta, we can't wait on anything. We live in a microwave society. We don't like the process. The things that we don't like to wait on is, is we wanna get a job, but before we work the first day, we wanna be the boss. <laughs> Why didn't I get advanced? Well, you, well, you've not really quite started just yet. You've only been here an hour. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they see everything on Instagram and they think you're a mil- everybody's a millionaire and you don't have to go through a process to get it. Now listen, some people have to go through, some things are quick to people that happen like that, but most of the time you see people who are successful, they've had to go through a process. They've had to go through the time of, of doing things to get to that way. Sometimes you have to be a king You have to be a servant before you can be a king. We don't accelerate the process. We can't accelerate the process to get to our destination. Because let me tell you why. You didn't get to where you're at overnight. You know what I'm talking about? You didn't arrive in the place you are. So why do you think, and can I just tell you, God can do it in a second because he's a God. And I've saw to Paul conversions, and we've seen things happen to people that was amazing. But let me tell you what it is for me and 99% of everyone else. we got to go through a process of getting to where God wants us to be. And so many times we don't want to stay in that process long enough to let God finish what he starts. I wrote this down. I stole this one. God elevates through elimination. Again, there are things that he needed to unlearn. And listen, correction in private can keep it up, keep it from showing up in public. And God is trying to correct you in private, you probably be say okay, Lord, thank you so much. That it doesn't show up. It doesn't show what a brat you're going to be in Anybody got any brats in the house? No, don't do that. Hey, we got one back there that says there's a br- okay. But he doesn't want you to be a brat. He wants to eliminate some of those things in you in, in private so it'll show up in public. There are lessons that only God and the pastor can not the pastor, the pastor can teach you. The pastor can put you in positions if you allow it. It'll put you in the right place at the right time at the right season. So many times we want to accelerate the process and get there a little faster, and God said, no, no, no. I'm going to keep you right here because you're not ready to go to the king, to the palace yet. How did he not lose hope though? How do you stay? I'm asking these questions to you too. How do you stay faithful in a season that it doesn't look anything like you thought it was going to be? I mean, David's like, I'm the king, man. I'm the boss. I'm, a, I'm about to go beat somebody up. I don't know what I'm going to do. But he had to, he had to go, wait a minute. I'm seeing, being sent back out to the sheep Listen, that might be you today. Maybe you have a calling in your life and there's an anointing on you by God, but you're still taking care of the sheep. You're still working that nine to five job. You're still behind the desk and you're still answering the phones when you feel like God has something more for you. But sometimes serving looks like doing things you don't really want to do. My wife says this, she says, I may not have to do this forever, but I have to do it now. I may have butchered it up, but that's good, for a season. There are some things that look like humiliation, but it's really preparation that God wants to do in your life. He was 15, think about this, anointed king. He was 15 years before he became king. How many of us, we give up after 15 minutes? 15 minutes. Come on, somebody. When he he looked at uh, Moses, he said, Moses, you're gonna lead my children out of here, but you're gonna spend 40 years in the wilderness getting prepared. Look at Jesus. Jesus came on the scene. He was 30 years in the shadows. He had three years of ministry. Sometimes God has to do something in private to get it to show up in public. Next can be the enemy of now. We always want to know what's next, right? If you knew what was going to be all the way over there, you would never leave from here. Uh, but I want that. Well, you're not faithful in this. But, but, I, but I want that. Well, you haven't even made one step forward towards that. Why would I give you point B, C, D, E, F, and G if you're not willing to take one step? Patience, listen, is not simply the ability to wait. It's how you behave when you're waiting. Listen, God is watching you go through the season that you're going through right now. He's taking notes, better than me, but he's watching you, how you're handling the season that you're in right now. If you're grumbling and plaining and, and, and always griping about something, he's like, okay, well, just let him stay in this season a little bit longer, I'm going to work that out here sooner or later, but he's watching how you do that. But listen to what he does. Number three: the pasture turns obstacles into opportunities. He turned loneliness into a relationship. David had nobody to talk to but sheep and God. Can you imagine that? Bad. I'm, no, I'm I need to talk to you, God. But he had a lot of time on his hands to spend and develop a relationship with him. I think that's why he was a man after God's own heart, because God was always with him. Because nobody else was around, but God was there. He turned the silence into listening. Let me just tell y'all something. We live in a loud world that's always screaming at us. We got this ad, that ad, and it's telling us to go 100 miles an hour. He had to learn how to be quiet. He had to learn how to sit still. He had to learn how to have patience. And what he did, he turned the mundane into practice. He became a skilled harpist. He got, oh, let me tell you what, he wrote most of the Psalms in the Bible too. I, growing up, I think Michael Jordan's the goat, but me, growing up, I was a big Larry Bird fan. I love Larry Bird because he was like me playing basketball. He was slow, he was white, and I could barely touch the rim. I did dunk a volleyball one time. He couldn't jump. But what Larry Bird did, he had to work on his skill. They said he shot a thousand shots a day. That's why that dude was a boss shooter. And here's what he did. Here's what you got to listen to. He wanted to play against bigger and better people than him. He didn't want to be the best one on the court. He wanted to play against the best. And I think that's what made him take his, maybe his lack of inability and turn it into the ability that he had. Boredom, he turned David's boredom into battle ready. He became so trained on that sling. Can you imagine? Missed. Missed, missed, oh, I hit one. That's animal cruelty, y'all. Listen, they were targets, they were out there, so. But I mean, can you imagine how many times, and I'm gonna talk in just a few weeks from now why that was important. How many times he slung that sling around and he missed? And he kept going back and he kept going back and he kept going back until he, until he was good. But what you consider an obstacle, what you consider a roadblock or a bad things, it may be God just trying to navigate you through his system of life. Where, what you're going through may be necessary to get to where you are going right now. Number four, the pastor helps us see things differently. How you see things determines how you react to them. Listen, you keep, if you start looking at your circumstances or your situations or the things around you, when you start looking at them differently, things happen in a different way. You may look at the way you were always raised or how you were brought up, and you may always sit in that and think about it that way. But God says, I want to change the way you see things on the outside. The pastor, he, started, he had to start looking at things differently. The pasture was the place where his spiritual eyes, not his physical eyes, were developed. He started seeing through things through God's way because he was spending time with him. He saw the lion, he saw the bear as opportunities instead of obstacles. And you know what he did? He looked down at his scars on his arms and his legs from the thorn bushes and from the rocks and from the lion and the bear and he didn't see them as pain. He didn't see them as hurt, he didn't see them as his past. He saw them as a reminder of who God was in his life. Come on, every time you look at that scar in your life, you need to know God brought me through this. There are some things in your life that you have went through that you got to look at every day and you have to understand that God took you through it and he took you, he kept you while you were going through it. Oh, Jesus. That's why when he was standing in front of a giant, You can say, this ain't nothing but a thing. I done took care of a bear, done wrestled a lion. I got through loneliness and depression. This giant is nothing but preparation for me. Someone needs to understand that God is more interested in preparation than punishment. Come on, he's ready to, he's wanting to prepare you something, but we sit in punishment mode all the time. God, why are you doing this? And he's probably like, I'm trying to show you. I keep sending reminders. I keep sending things out to you to to show you. that I'm not mad at you. I'm not trying to punish me. I'm trying to get you to learn the lessons that I need you to learn. So many times we see it as an end and God sees it as a beginning. Look at Peter. He cursed God. He denied Jesus. He ran away from Him. But God said when the upper room happened, Peter was the one that stood up and was doing all the talking. Peter was the one that God said, upon this rock, I'm gonna build my church. So let me just tell you something. God always sees the outcome and David's time spent in isolation was preparation. Y'all need to listen to this. David didn't need to be seen. He needed to be skilled. So many times we wanna be seen. We want the limelight. We want everything else, but God not. you need to be skilled. And the only way that you're skilled is you shoot a 1,000 shots a day. The only way that you're skilled is you learn how to pray when nobody else is praying. There are some things that God wants you to be skilled at. But let me ask you this question. What if he never picked up a sling? What if he said, okay, I'm out here in these sheep. i want to watch these stupid sheep forever. But what if he never picked up a sling? What if he never wrote a song? He wrote many songs. What if he never wrote a song? What if he sat out there and he had a pity party for himself each and every day instead of listening to what God had to say to him and write it all down? What if he never did any of those things? What if his decision, what if he decided to give up when things got hard? So many of us, we give up sometimes when it just gets hard out there. Let me ask you a question. Are you going through a pasture time right now? Do you feel isolated? Do you feel unsure and lonely and discouraged? Here's three things that are gonna help you. Number one, worship. David had to learn how to worship his way out of feeling insignificant. He had to learn how to worship his way out of being isolated. There's a song called Defender that says, all I did was praise. Come on, there's times when all you can do is say, Thank you, Jesus. I don't feel like raising my hands today, but God, I'm going to raise them anyway. I'm going to give you praise through this storm. I'm going to take. He also says, All I did was worship. We got to understand that worship is our warfare. He had to learn how to fight his battles before he ever had any battles. And so many times we think it's just coming into church and lifting our hands and, and oh, that three songs was pretty good. No. Sometimes you got to worship your way. First of all, worship is unto him. It's not really all about how we feel. But there's times when you got to worship your way out of something that you're going through. And you may see somebody acting crazy in worship, but you don't know where they've been. You don't know where God... So before you judge anybody going, Yala, thank you, Jesus, you've got to walk a mile in their shoes. Next part of that song says, all I did was bow down. Sometimes we just got to learn how to pray and be still. It's so all I did was stay still. Listening and meditation is how God gets our attention. And the last part of that song, so much better his way. Isn't it? You're going to find out it's so much better God's way. Many of you have tried it your way. Many, if I can get both hands up, I will without my shirt coming up. But you've tried it your way. And it hasn't worked out for you. I'm going to challenge you this morning. I'm going to challenge you and say, try it his way. Give him a shot at what you've been shooting yourself up for. Give him a shot at. It. And all we do is win. We have to have a winning mentality because you know why? Our God's never lost a battle. That's why David could stand in the front of Goliath and he could talk smack to him because he knew that God was with him. Listen, he may be trying to perfect you. He may be trying to prepare you for something. Instead of pouting, pray. Instead of running away, run to him. So many times, When things get hard in our life, we run away from God. He's the only safety that we have. Come on, I have people that quit coming to church and and they they just start running a, a different direction. No, no, when all hell's breaking loose, you need to be running towards God, running towards church. Instead of worrying, we need to worship. Instead of having fear, we need to have more faith. Can I just tell you that your pain can become your purpose. You went through something, if you've been coming for a while, God said it and I'll say it again, you went through something, not only for you, but for someone else. You could be that lifeline on the other side. I've been there, I've done that, and my God is strong. Come on, there's pain in your purpose. There's purpose in your pain. Your past can help someone else's future, your hurt can be someone else's healing and your struggle can be your strength. Oh, I want to tell the story of David and Goliath right now. But we ain't got time. What you're standing on. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not. You wait, y'all come back in a couple of weeks. That's going to be good. Don't give up. You know why? Because the history was relying on David not giving up because the Bible says he's from the lineage of David if David had never went back to the pasture, if he'd never done any of those things, think about it. He was in his lifeline. People, family, this world is depending on us and you. And here's the thing, David was not approved in the city square. He wasn't approved on social media. He was never even approved in a public place until he became king. God did not get to know David in the palace. He got to know David in the pasture. Come on, somebody. Can I just tell you, God's chosen may still be in the pasture. Don't give up. He's preparing you for a purpose if you don't give up. And I wrote this, the season is not to destroy you. It's to put value in you. Come on. So many times we look at it as, as being a stro- destroying time. God said, no, no, I'm, I'm doing this to make you a better valuable person to me in the, in the future. So I'm gonna ask you all to stand with me this morning. We're about to baptize some people after this song. then we're going to ask you to take a step if you feel like you just need to get baptized again for the Holy Spirit is moving on you. Just get dunked in your clothes. Makeup can start flying. Hair can get undid. But I'm going to ask you this question. Where are you? Are you outside looking at the house going, why didn't I get invited to the party? Maybe you're feeling worthy because, man, everybody else got invited and I didn't. I got good news for you this morning. I want to encourage you that God invites everyone to the table. Everyone is invited to the party and all you got to do is come and sit down just the way you are. Don't wait to be cleaned up. God will clean you up. This morning, I'm challenging you this morning, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior this morning, he takes you with these words just the way that you are. The Bible says if you confess with your heart and you believe, you can be saved. All this is the words that come out of your mouth. So this morning, with all heads bowed, just for a moment, can repeat this after me. You can say your own prayer, but God sees your heart. As I said last week, man sees the outward, but God sees the heart. He hears the heart. Jesus, I come to you this morning, and I choose you. I want you to come into my life. God, forgive me for the sins. And they may be many. Forgive me for all of them. The Bible says he he shed his blood for you that you could be be saved. God, I ask you this morning to change me. And I understand, God, it's gonna be a process, but I ask you to do that right now in this moment when they start changing me from the inside out. God, I thank you for dying for me. I thank you for taking my place. And I accept you as my savior this morning. If you prayed that prayer and you wanna talk to, you'll see some of our our prayer people with the lanyards on. If you'd like to see one of them in the back or off to the side here, they're gonna be on the right and left hand side of us here. But maybe this morning you've given your heart to Jesus, maybe a long time ago, maybe you feel like you're in the pasture right now. God, I'm in this season, I really don't know what to do and how to go. I'm gonna ask you as they sing this song, just say, okay God, I've tried it my way, I haven't been able to figure it out, but I want you to give me some direction in which way I need to go. These altars are gonna be open. And if you need prayer, we're up here to pray with you. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys, see you soon we